Welcome back to the St Edward's School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we speak to Leanne Huxtable about pastoral care and the achievements of young people at St Edward's. Leanne's role as pastoral and achievement coordinator means she's passionate about ensuring children enjoy their time at school and get the grades they deserve for the hard work they put in too. So we'll be learning about how the school settles in the new intake of Year 7 pupils, how Leanne goes to visit as many children as possible while they're still in Year 6, and just what a tailored education is and why it's so beneficial to the pupils. So come with me now as we step into the world of pastoral support and achievement with Leanne Huxtable. Leanne, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you, Simon. It's uh, it's a busy September at St Edward's, but it's all good. Thank you. And how do September's usually look for you? And, well, interesting question, how does this September look uh, compared to last September when we were in, in the middle of pandemic? Much better. I think <laughs> this September is much better, thank you. I mean, I'm really glad that at the moment we, we don't have bubbles, which we had last September. It's It's all far more open. We're enjoying being back at school without the restrictions and being able to get the children to really experience the proper education of, you know, sort of the school stuff, but also getting out of school and doing the trips again. Mm -hmm. September is always a busy month with the new intakes. So we've Mm -hmm. got the new year sevens joining us. We've got the the new lower six coming in. Uh, We've also got as always, the the students that come and join us from um, overseas and people that have moved into the area. So it's a really, really busy month. And how do you go about settling the year sevens, for example, into school life? I'm thinking about pupils who might not know each other at all. Yeah, so that's a really good thing to to sort of think about when, when they're coming in. So to settle them, I mean, they, they're all in their form groups and they get to know their form groups very well. But then to bring them together as a year group, we organise a activity day, which is very much based on team building, getting to know each other, forging those relationships, having fun and just being children, mm. you know. That's really good to hear you talking about having fun because a lot of schools tend to focus on grades and academic results. Tell me a little bit more about about children having fun and why that's important. I think having fun at school is really, really important. It's such a long time in their lives, as in it feels all-encompassing. And when children have fun and they're happy, they learn so much better. We can't forget that schools, you know, they are about academics, they are about learning. But if they can have fun whilst they're doing that, it makes life happier and easier for them, really. Mm. So it is about building those relationships and you know, these could be lifelong friendships, which mm. we really hope that they will be. And by doing a year seven activity day, it really, really forges those together, which mm. is lovely. So so this year we did an activity day, which was just last Thursday, actually. And I think I'm still recovering. The children have probably, <laughs> you know, got their energy back and they're, mm. they're fantastic. But I was proud of every single one of them last mm. week because... We started off by taking them over to the outdoor lakes at South Cerny, Mm -hmm. where they first of all had to get in a speedboat 
and go over to an island in the middle of the lake and they made rafts in oh, wow. their little teams mm-hmm. and it was five teams of 10 we had and they made their own raft and they had they had a prefect there who was just there to sort of encourage them and help them if they needed it but it was up to them to build this so they were mm-hmm. tying their own knots and mm-hmm. and then they actually had to get in the water on these rafts which was just incredible because they weren't worried. They all just accepted it and just got on with it. And mm. nobody moaned or was worried about the water being cold. It was just brilliant. The smiles on their faces were just fantastic. Mm. And they then got on their rafts in the water and they all raced around the island at the end, there were games where they were jumping in the water, swimming mm. around their rafts. It was fantastic. And then mm. the ride in the speedboat back to the mainland. Oh, wow. Where uh, where they got out. It mm. was a really, really fun day for uh, morning, actually, mm. for them. And then we headed back to school where they had a nice lunch. And then we'd brought in five different big inflatables. So there was the um, the inflated obstacle course which they loved. We had the gladiators Mm -hmm. where they got to knock each other off a podium. (laughs) We had Zorb racing where they were inside those inflatable ball things. Oh, wow. Brilliant. um, And we had a giant archery board where they could either kick a football, which stuck to the board, Mm -hmm. or they had the bow and arrow that they could fire at it. And they were all amazing. They loved it. Excellent. It was so good. Yeah. And I'm going to guess the teaching staff had almost as much fun as the children did. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I certainly didn't get in the water. There was was no chance you were getting me in there. Um, But it was just, we just love seeing them be really proud of themselves, Mm. of Mm. whatever they achieve, whether it is being able to just get in the speedboat or whether it's being able to hit somebody off the podium for the gladiators or whatever Mm. it is. It's just, it's great being able to see them achieve what they want to achieve and Mm. have fun doing it. And of course, this isn't just a a random sort of a pointless day of fun. This is a day of fun in order for it to have its own objectives, in order to you know, encourage the children to have these friendships, to have them working in a team. It sounds to me like these are lots of skills that can help them not just when they're at school, but also skills to learn for after they leave school too. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the the main objectives of the day really is so that they can all learn each other's names Mm. so that they're not just knowing the people that are in their form rooms um Mm. it's it's about bringing them together as a year group and cementing that Mm. so that they'll be able to rely on each other all the way through the St Edward's educational experience Mm. it is about how we bring everyone together as a family almost you know Mm. we feel Mm. like we are a proper community Mm. and that kind of day really helps everybody to get to that point where they actually feel yes I'm at St Edwards and I belong at St Edwards. Leanne give me in a snapshot just a little bit about your own upbringing so where you went to school and what your own experience of school was like. Yeah well um, I've got some different experiences of school really. Um, I was brought up in Sirencester so just down the road from Cheltenham Mm -hmm. uh, where I went to primary school and then in my last year of primary school, when I was 10, my parents moved us to the south of France. Gosh. So I grew up 
sort of my teenage years really were done in the south of France. Mm-hmm. I arrived in the south of France and was put in a French primary school where I didn't speak a word of French and um, I really sat at the back of a class for six months, really not doing much and just listened and tried to take on board as much as I could. And then it was really like a light switch within six months. It, something just clicked mm. and I suddenly understood. It, it was it was really incredible. And it was so nice to be able to go to school and understand what everybody was saying. Mm. And then I think my French kind of got better than my English and my parents <laughs> realised this and they put me into an international school so that both languages would be supported and then at the age of 16, I returned back to England. Right, I see. And then how did you get into the world of working in education after that? Before I went into education, I was in the export business where I would export um, English things to French-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. And then I had my daughter and having my daughter really made me see life in a different way. And mm. I didn't want to be part of the business world anymore. I really wanted to be part of education and helping to support children. It wasn't ever about, for me, it wasn't ever about teaching. Mm. It was always about looking after and supporting children Mm. rather than the education side. And it was through sort of, I retrained and then got a got a job at a local school in Sirencester where I did numerous different roles and then all of that was brought together in the role I play now at St. Edward's. So it's I all see. of my experience from other mm. things come together quite mm. quite well here. Awesome. So let's unpack that a little bit. Your role in school, I believe, is pastoral and achievement coordinator. Uh, that's an interesting role, a role I've not heard in many schools, if any schools, actually. Tell us a little bit about what that is and why the school has that role there. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm not aware of any other schools that have my role. And at St. Edward's, I'm here as a member of staff that can look after the well-being and help to track the achievement of all of our pupils, all of our students. And the pastoral side is really looking after their welfare, making sure they're happy and supporting them with whatever they need whether that's celebrating a success or helping them out of a difficult position Mm. or on the achievement side then it's checking that they're achieving what they should be achieving from our records and the testing that we do right at the beginning that will predict what we expect them to achieve or what the minimum is that we would expect them to achieve and it's about how we can help them to achieve more than that and then so those two things come quite well under the same umbrella because I hold a bigger picture of the child because I see the achievement and I see the pastoral Uh, so that's why I think I'm, I'm able to support the staff the pupils and the parents in my role Mm. because I don't teach so I'm not stuck to a timetable Mm. I'm readily available to deal with things as they happen and that is the great advantage I think to us and Mm. I think St Edward's recognized that there was a gap that they needed somebody to act in that role and Mm. be able to act on things as they happened and and that's where I came in. I see. Okay, well, thank you for giving us that sort of top level understanding of what that role is. 
Um, how does that translate then into a tailored education? I mean, what is a tailored education? And how is it that your role helps that within the school, well, within school life? I think the tailored education for us, I mean, it starts where I go and visit all of the children, obviously within reason, if, if they, so we've had some join from Spain and obviously I didn't get to go and visit them. Oh, but otherwise, shame. all of our children, I know, I, I tried to get it through on expenses and they weren't <laughs> having it. Um, but... All of our children, before they join us, they they get a visit from me and I go to visit them at their primary school where I can really get to know what makes them tick there. I ask them lots of questions of um, sort of what they like, what they dislike, what their talents are, uh, what they feel they're strong at, what they think they're not quite so strong at Mm -hmm. I try to find out whether there's something that they would like to try and I try to get to know as much about them before they even join us Mm. so that when I'm creating the form groups I can get a good balance within those form groups of Mm. different types of people um, and different personalities different academic sort of levels and one of one of my favorite questions actually that I always ask them is that if I gave them an hour to do anything mm-hmm. and I mean absolutely anything no money equipment is no object you know mm-hmm. it's literally I give them a free hour and they can do anything and listening to the re- responses I get mm. to that question is always fascinating I find out so much about the child mm. I'm dying to know what some of their responses have been so far then Right. Well, a young lady that I met last June, she was sort of a girl after my own heart because she would she'd quite like an hour in Selfridges shopping. So I was like, yes, I I could do that. A lot of them, it's about playing football with um, their favourite football player. Or it could just be playing football with their friends. Some people have said they would just like to shut themselves away with a book. Mm -hmm. Or I've also had that somebody would like to stand on the moon. Okay. It's all of those different things of finding out what that sort of dream is almost Mm, you know mm. if they just had that one hour so I get a real wide range of Mm. responses but Mm. yeah they're they're really good and give me a really good insight into that child. Mm. Okay so this is before children join the school how does that translate then into after they've joined and what effect do you see from the work that you do when they've been in the school for say a year or two years? Well when they arrive we have numerous sort of clubs co-curricular clubs and we run something which is uh, we call our scholarship and um, enrichment passports so we encourage them to try as many activities and different types of challenges as many as they can and then they can log them in these passports and we can push those that are our scholars. We can we can push them along, make sure that they're achieving what they need to achieve, and trying those different things. But then the enrichment is that enjoyment. You know, mm. they can really tr- try something they've never tried before, so that they can sort of develop their skills. That's just sort of 
one way of getting them to challenge themselves really and Mm. find other things to try because I think children grow so much at school and if we give them lots of opportunities then they can really find their niche if they're looking for a niche Mm. you know Mm. they can really find something that is pleasing to them so it's we can tailor things and no club is off the table Hmm. within reason obviously (laughs) if they want to join uh, just just this morning I was talking to a young uh, a young year eight who um, is desperate to have a basketball club and he loves basketball so I suggested that he goes to see the PE staff and see whether that's an option whether Hmm. they would be able to run a club now I'm not saying that that would be an opportunity this term but I'm sure if he went to see them then that's a club that they would look to to open up further Mm. further down the line and sort of later on in the year you know it's nothing is off the table if they want to try Mm. something and it's within our feasibility then then we'll we'll do it we'll we'll Mm. give it a go so that's how we can tailor that and how do you see this operating within a school like St Edwards which is quite a small close-knit community as opposed to a larger school with I don't know say one and a half thousand two thousand pupils so having a close-knit community means that everybody gets to know everybody mm. and it doesn't matter what year group you're in you can around the school you will get to know other pupils in other year groups we've got the sixth formers on the same site so they I know that our uh, younger pupils they really look up to those sixth formers who mm. are they they wear a different uniform so they do look very grown up and mm. they are really really respectful they really look after the younger ones and even the sixth formers get to know the younger children and it really does make it feel as though we are a close-knit community. And I Mm. think that's really important to be able to develop their confidence and help them to grow and feel safe because they can get to know everybody. They recognise everybody. Even if if they don't know everyone's name, they will recognise them, you know, and they will know that that other person will recognise them. And that makes you feel safe. It makes you Mm. grow comfortably, you know. So I think Mm. being in a close-knit, smaller school, I think it gives you that sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. I think, Mm. personally, I think that gets a little bit lost when you go to a bigger school Mm. because there are too many people to get to know. There's no way you could remember 1500 sort of 2000 names, whereas Mm. here we can. The teachers can remember everybody's name, which is fantastic. And it's I can't say it's my strong point. It is something Mm. that uh, because I don't see them in the classroom and I only Mm. see them moving around the the school. But I do challenge myself to get to know uh, the year sevens as they come in mm. and I promise them you know that I will get to know their name even if I have to keep asking them for the mm. first term mm. I promise them I will get to know it I will know their name and it's great and then as soon as they can see you you sort of address them by their name and they're like oh my gosh you knew me it, yeah. you knew my name yeah. and it's yeah. because I've told them that it will take me a time uh, yeah. 
they're really chuffed when I actually do get it. And they're like, yes, you've got it. You know my name. And it's mm. it's really comforting mm. to know that we're all going to be able to do that in the close-knit small school. It mm. is lovely. It's interesting, isn't it? Just on that point with names, because I think one of the most touching things about remembering somebody's name is that they know that you're trying to remember their name and in many ways that is just as powerful as remembering their name or if not possibly more so if they see and recognize that you're making an effort to remember it um, whether or not you actually remember it correctly the fact that you're trying to remember it means that you're making an effort yeah. and they see that they do they do and I think that was uh, that takes me back to um, France almost mm. when they could see that I was trying and they helped. Hmm. And I see that here is people can see that somebody's trying to do something. And it doesn't actually matter what it is, does it? Whether it's remembering a name or um, helping them with a new skill. Hmm. It's something, yeah, if you know that somebody's trying, it's it's always appreciated. Hmm. And that's that's what's lovely. Yeah. So it sounds to me like you're looking out for a lot of people at school. Tell me one thing that you like to do at the weekend, nothing at all to do with school, if you're looking out for yourself. I've got a lovely, he's, well, I call him my puppy. He's not a puppy anymore. He's, mm. he's two. Um, but I, I've, I've got, he's, he's a multi-poo, so he's a Maltese cross toy poodle. Okay. And, oh, he's, he's just lovely. I mean, to me, he's lovely. Yeah. He he is a bit of a lockdown dog, though, because we had him just before the pandemic. Okay. And so he didn't socialise properly. So oh, he's, right. he's a he's a multi-poo who thinks he's a Rottweiler. <laughs> so <laughs> he's he really does. He's, I've got to keep my eyes on him all the time because yeah. he will just suddenly nip behind somebody and bite their ankle, which... Um, yeah. <laughs> It's not appreciated. <laughs> it's not but the done I, thing, really. I is love it? <laughs> not really the done thing. He's got no manners. No, no, he's got no manners at all. He has no idea how to behave. Mm. Um, but um, so I love walking him. I love spending time with him. Mm. But I, I've also got um, a 21 year old daughter and a 17 year old son, and they keep me busy, busy as well. Yeah. So so that's always good fun and mm. just. Yeah, I just enjoy family life at weekends. Mm. There's all the mundane stuff of getting the shopping done because mm. I I do spend a lot of time at school. So mm -hmm. the weeks are really just focused on school. I My family will tell you that I neglect them almost <laughs> <laughs> because I put so much into my work. But yeah, weekends are really sort of family mm. time and just mm. relaxing as much as possible. Awesome. That's fantastic. And your dog's name? I didn't ask you that. Oh, he's Albus. So Albus. he's Albus Dumbledog. Oh, fantastic. We are Harry Potter fans. Yeah, it sounds yes. like it. Very good. Yeah. Favourite Harry Potter movie, so. I have to ask. Or book, I should say. Oh, book, you see. Yeah, I'm far more of a bookworm okay. than the films. However, mm -hmm. it does actually marry up. I It's Goblet of Fire. Okay, for, right. For book and, and film. That, and that film. one's my favourite. Oh, that's, yeah. well, that's good. There's a match because, of course, we all know what it's like when you read a book, read a novel, and then you watch the film, and it might not translate so well. But sounds like it's hit the nail Absolutely. on the head. Absolutely, it has. It has. I mean, uh, you just—I I don't see how they would have been able to um, get the whole sort of Harry Potter books into films. They—they mm. they had to cut some out. There's just too much in them. Mm. Leanne, we need to bring this to a close in a minute. But if anyone's heard anything and they wanted to get in touch, maybe ask you any follow-up questions. What's the best way for them to do that? 
Well, they can do that. They can contact me on my school email address, which is l.huxtable, that's H-U-X-T-A-B-L-E, at stedwards.co.uk. Or if they want to just give the school a ring, the number is on the website. I, I'll be readily available for them to talk to. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for being here, giving up your time and telling us what you do and why it's so important in school. Thank you for your time. I've really enjoyed it. So that was Leanne Huxtable talking to us about pastoral care and pupil achievement at school. Thank you, Leanne, for joining us on this episode of The School Podcast. It was great to talk with you about the children at the school. If you're listening and you have any questions, you can contact her directly by emailing l.huxtable, that's H-U-X-T-A-B-L-E, at stedwards.co.uk, or you can contact her through the school website. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get future notifications, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.